This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International. With the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 1020, where I simply read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. Uh, This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book and the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, my dear friends, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God and saved from the eternal burning hell, and saved to heaven by believing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, who said the most important words in the history of the world, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Tonight, dear friends, we are reading Matthew chapter 2, verses 19 through 23. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeareth in a dream to Joseph, a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Now I want you to get this. This is why you women who are out here trying to be men and you uh, don't want to submit to a man, you hate men and all of that. God called Joseph to be the stepfather of his son, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Now God could have taken care of it himself. But God is all about the traditional family. Some of you woke people out there who hate men and don't want men to be the head of the household and trying to change that. The devil is a lie. And I'm telling all you men to take it back. Take your authority back. Uh, is already a bad situation anyway. So since you're going to have to answer to God, you stand up with me. Don't leave me out here by myself. I will still be out here. And uh, you, you stand in the authority that God gave you. 
Notice that the angel did not go to Mary. Now she had she had God's son. The angel went to Joseph. Because uh, ladies, women, and men, there are some things in life a man has to do. That's why God chose Joseph to be the stepfather of his son, Jesus Christ. We have women today, young women and old women, who are saying they don't need a man in their life. They don't need a father figure. They don't need a husband. Life will be easy on you. And some, some women have take a, taken on their curse and the curse that the man has too. If I was a woman, I would not do that. By the way, too, I don't know why women are not upset with all of these men who want other men. I don't know. What, what is that? What is that? I don't know. I don't know what that is. It seems like to me, women uh, who are, who, they outnumber men. Why are they not mad and angry at men who want other stinking, hairy, bony men? I don't get it. And they, they should not get it. And they should be mad as fire. Why are you not looking at me? You over here looking at the same man I'm looking at. And both of you gay. So, uh, men matter. That's what's wrong with the church. And this goes way back. I saw this in the church before I got saved. Men were nothing. Women ran everything. Ran the men. Men were a silent partner. I had an uncle. I'm not going to say his name. He was the most silent partner man I ever. Seen. I, 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 I've never seen a man like this before. His wife would do all the talking and controlling and manipulating. He wouldn't say anything. Never said anything. Very quiet man. I don't know if she made him quiet or what. Or he's just a quiet person. I don't know. But uh, these things uh, are not so to be. That's what God did for his son. Okay. So you don't need to be out here having a son. And, and, and let me tell you, sweet little lady, something that is not politically correct. You cannot handle raising a a son or a daughter by yourself. You need that man. You need that male figure. I mean, God chose a man to be the stepfather of his son. The angel went to Joseph, not to Mary or to Jesus at the time. That says a lot. Joseph, uh, I got something I want you to do. It takes a man to do it. Glory be to God. Be the man that you ought to be in your family. And no, 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 wait, hold up now. Hold up. Hold up. And not just the money man. Because that's what some of you wives want. You want a money man and you want some penis every now and then. You want some pennies 
and some penis every now and then. That's all you want from him. You, other than that, you want him to shut up. And you don't want him to handle nothing, buy nothing, do nothing. You, know, you, you want the money, the check, the card, access to everything, and you are in control. And like I said, you want the money all of the time. You want the penis every now and then. See? Okay? Don't get mad at me. Most, most marriages are set up that way. Uh, basically, uh, all I want from him is to bring that money in here. And uh, every now and then, I may need something else. But uh, uh, for sure, bring that money up in here. And some of you women are laughing right now if you're not with your husband. You're laughing your head off. Y'all, you got, uh, and, and some of you, look, look at me, look at me, look at me real good. Some of you women out here sleeping in the bed with a woman. You ought to be ashamed of yourself before God. Talking about we friends. Friends, my foot. Grown women don't sleep in the bed together. Uh, unless the, unless it, it is a, a, a dire necessity. Grown women and sisters don't sleep in the same bed together either. And grown brothers should not sleep in the same bed or be in the same room. No sleeping in the same bed. No, no, no. That's, that's nasty, people. And uh, I say this because I saw a commercial with two women in the bed together. And then uh, I don't know why they put this on and on television on 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 a video on Mail Online. I was looking at the news, and a video popped up in the corner of Don Lemon getting out of the bed with a man. That's a shame before God. That's an abomination. And I hope he didn't get monkeypox, but it sure looked like he did. And somebody did. They did a job on him to get it off. These things are not so to be. Saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. I just got an amen from somewhere around the world. But when he heard that uh, Calus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid. Sometimes in life, you know why you get afraid sometimes? Because God wants you to be alert as to the danger that you're in. <laughs> sometimes it's okay to be afraid as long as you are you're concerned about something that God wants you to be concerned about. But you and then you then you what? You go back to Proverbs and you acknowledge God in all your ways. Let me ask you this: When you got up this morning, what was the first thing you did? Did you pray? My daughter Danielle, she she loves that she loves that song. Did you think to pray? We were singing that song in church and she would laugh her head off sometimes because she, she knew some people were in the house who did not think to pray. So, how about you? Did you think to pray today? 
first thing in the morning, before you did anything else. Dr. Elijah Thompson out of Philadelphia used to say, no Bible, no breakfast. I mean, he was big on that. He was big on that. He and I flew to the Philippines to preach the gospel together. And, uh, you know, we were in a, uh, one of the towns was a small town. And, and you know, uh, it, it was uh, not a five-star hotel kind of a thing. And some lizards got in our room. And, uh, you know, he's a city boy. I'm from the, more from the country than I am. I was born in the city, but I was raised in the country. So the lizards didn't bother me. <laughs> but we, uh, as we came back from preaching uh, one night, and, and, and it happened in the morning too, I, I, I woke up and he was he had a sheet and blanket over his head, the sheet, but I could see the light. He had a flashlight underneath the sheet. Read his Bible. I said <laughs> I said, Pastor, what what are you doing? Uh, I'm reading the Bible. No Bible, no breakfast. You know what I you know what I say. And uh I said, Well, why do you have the whole sheet over your head and over your body and you know, the whole blanket and everything else? I see the flashlight over there. He said, that's, he said, that's right. Because when I came back from preaching last night, uh, I saw some droppings on my sheet and on my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, I, you know, I don't roll like that. Anyway, no Bible, no breakfast. What did you do this morning when you got up? It's still, it's still today in Central Time. And we're really doing good out in California. What is it out there? Nine o'clock? Ten o'clock going on ten or something like that. And uh, But that's what he believed in. And he believed it, buddy. I mean, even when we were in revival meetings and crusades and uh, conferences, if we were traveling, uh, you know, uh, Baptists always would go to Denny's or Shoney's or someplace like that. And uh, he had his Bible at the table. And he would be reading his Bible before he ate his food. Then he'll pray real quick. And then he'll go to town. How about you? Do you pray in the morning? Do you read the Bible? I don't just read the Bible to you people. I read the Bible myself. My wife and I, uh, I, I led her in prayer as I always do have done so for 34 years and uh, and and we read uh, at least at least 60 70 verses yesterday morning way, way before church <clears throat> and it's something about the word in the morning time in prayer it makes a difference in your day I guarantee you, if you didn't pray this morning and you didn't read the Bible uh, your day didn't go as smoothly as it would have if you acknowledge God in all of your ways. Herod, he was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream. He turned aside into the parts of Galilee. God will warn you. 
It may not be a dream, but God, God speaks. God has His way of communicating with you and warning you and telling you things. If you if you're in tune with Him and you're praying to Him, God will warn you. And He came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Now, dear friends, that was Matthew chapter 2, verses 19 through 23. Now, here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost of God in prayer and the Matthew Henry commentary. Now, let me tell you something. If you don't have a copy of the multi-volume set of Matthew Henry, uh, you must be a young person and saved. You must be a young person, a saved young person. All older preachers and people who want to know more about the Bible, they have either the single volume or the, I think it's seven or eight volume set of Matthew Henry. I remember the days when I used to travel all over the world and I had my Bible and I had a thick, big Matthew Henry commentary that I took with me everywhere I went. Thank God for the internet now. Egypt, let me begin again here. Uh, the Matthew Henry commentary says, Egypt may serve to sojourn in or take shelter in for a while, but not to abide in. Christ was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. To them he must return. Did we but look upon the world as our Egypt, the place of our bondage and banishment, and heaven only, and heaven only, as our Canaan, our home, our rest, we should as readily arise and depart thither. When we are called for as Joseph did out of Egypt, the family must settle in Galilee. Nazareth was a place held in bad esteem, and Christ was crucified with this accusation, Jesus the Nazarene. Wherever providence allots the bound, bounds of our habitation, we must expect to share the uh, reproach of Christ Yet we may glory in being called by his name, sure that if we suffer with him, we shall also be glorified with him. Shall we pray? Uh, folks, I'm sorry tonight that we have to do it this way. We're, we're dealing with a, a different uh, setup, so we have, to, we have a little bit more distance to cover. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. 
Help us to understand it and to comprehend it and to love it and to cherish it and to obey it and apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life and pray without ceasing to God about everything and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death. To these beautiful bodies, death to so many things before you die, death to marriages, death to relationships, uh, death to material things, you will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically, your body will be put in a cold dark grave and that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10 verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, 
and rose again on the third day and he said these words to you before he left here for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish that is perish in hell but have everlasting life believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose again and you're ready to trust him as your savior pray and ask him to save you and he will I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart let's pray Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how. In the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. 
Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back. And I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time.